Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. That uh, put up or shut up rock and roll trivia game prompted Christine to ask, what's the best Celine Dion song? And he- There's one she has that's kind of up-tempo-ish that I know I like. I don't like the Titanic song killer like I know you do. I do love the Titanic. You know I love the Titanic song. Yeah. Uh, but there's one that has more of a pulse to it. It's like that's the way love goes or that's the way it is or something. I see it. That's the way it is. You want it the most. There's no easy way out. When you're ready to go and your heart's left in doubt. Don't give up on your faith. Love comes to It's a little syncopated. I remember that. This is the Titanic one here. But that just takes me right to a place, you know? Yeah, it does. Underwater. Can your daughter sing this song Pro- verbatim, Kelly? Uh, probably because she's seen it so many times. It's her favorite movie. And we sometimes when nothing's on, we just, I just cue it up and play it. You, know, you, you want to kill three and a half hours? Just play it, you know? Yeah, or an hour and a half. You just want to watch the first, first half, half before, you, the, before the iceberg. Well, now, my daughter and I split on that, as do you. You and I like the first half better. I do like the first half better. Once they start sink, uh, sinking and drowning, ah. oh, I like that part, too, though. I like Your daughter's more uh, post-iceberg? Yeah, she's a post-iceberg. She likes the exciting part. I like mm-hmm. the love part. Yeah. You know, I start crying. Oh, I like the ship part. I like to see the ship. I do, too. Stuff. I like all that. I like the introduction better. than You know what somebody uh, recently told me about Oppenheimer? Is that? Uh, in fact, I've had several people say this. When the spoiler, a little bit. Once the bomb blows up, don't think you're leaving. It's another hour after the after the bomb goes off. And uh, I, I've I really heard it's an hour too long. Oh that, yeah, well, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say it's too long. It, it's it, a good movie, but it's too long. I've not seen it. I'm assuming it goes into, and I bet this is where Robert Downey Jr.'s character comes into play. You know, he was accused of being kind of part of the. A communist. A communist. Yeah. Oppenheimer was. Oppenheimer, yes. yeah. Like oh, yeah. He was so, right in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the second or the, the third hour, whatever it is, is mm-hmm. that. Because he's then, because he was very much frowned upon and looked at as a communist for a long time. It wasn't until almost near his death that he kind of got, you know, they were like, well, I guess he wasn't a communist after all. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I don't know much about that story except that he made the bomb. Mm-hmm. There's a really good book about him. And Einstein's him. in it, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Einstein's a few yeah. books. I can't remember the role he played if he said, don't do it. They mm-hmm. were friends. Yeah, they were friends, but I don't remember what kind of – I haven't seen the movie. I have to look at the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he gave him advice and said, don't do it, mm-hmm. Robert. Well, because a TikTok trend became, for whatever reason, when you would see the preview of Oppenheimer would play mm. – and when Einstein came on screen for no reason at all, people would be like, yeah. <laughs> almost like he That's was, my boy. They were giving him like a superhero treatment. Like, you know, when you're mm-hmm. watching a trailer for a Marvel movie and your favorite mm-hmm. Marvel character comes on and people are like, yeah. It was Einstein. Yeah. So when you see the Oppenheimer preview, there's a scene where Einstein's by a lake and his hat blows off and people are like, Einstein. <laughs> it's kids like that your son's <laughs> That's what we do, isn't it? Yeah, so. Did you guys get this email? I can't remember if you did from Pecan Man. No. About Oppenheimer and and the Barbie movie. You know how uh, it there those two movies will almost always be intertwined, right? In the pop con- pop consciousness. Mm-hmm. Pecan Man says, "Did you hear about the Oppenheimer Barbie? Mm. It's a taller Ken doll with a cigarette and a red button, but he's got the balls to use it." <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That's Pecan Man. That's pretty good, That's Pecan, Pecan Man. Man, right there for you. Yeah. Uh, what's somebody else telling me about Oppen? Oh, that the Japanese are not happy of, of how uh, lightly we treated Barbenheimer, you know, to put them together because they treat this movie as such a, you know, I mean, we bombed Japan, of course. So they, it's so serious. I never thought of the, their interest level in it. 
what's so serious to them. Well, I think so, there are some lighthearted yeah. promotions for seeing both. On, online, of course. With the was, Atomic wow. Mushroom yeah, Cloud. It was Barbie, yeah, with the Atomic Mushroom Cloud behind Barbie, and they're like, you're not taking this seriously enough. You know, I wonder this, what their take is on the movie itself. It'd be though. interesting to know. I don't know what, what people think of it. It's big medicine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Over there. But yeah. they don't show... I, I I don't know. I haven't seen the movie either. No one in the room has. I don't know that they only. I think they only show the test bomb though, right? They don't do. Yeah, in Los Alamos, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. No. Well, no, no, they don't. It's out in Los Alamos only. Yeah. Is what they show. Uh, Patrick, you're talking about Oppenheimer. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good, thank you. Good. So I just wanted to add something. Um, you might be. You all might know about it already, but with Oppenheimer, um, obviously, yeah, he was he was blackballed. I mean from that community for a long time um, with the, the, the Soviet and the communist speak, but it was well known, I guess, um, it really reinforced that fact because they had Soviet spies all up in the Manhattan Project to the point where when they did the Turan conference with uh, FDR and Churchill and Stalin, Stalin, uh, uh, FDR was telling them basically, hey, look, I got something pretty big, you know, this, that, and third, and Stalin already knew about that. Really? Stalin, yeah, he had, his spies, he already knew about this Manhattan Project and what they had going on before FDR was even wow. let him know. I didn't know that. Well, remember, we were trying to beat the Germans to yeah, the, the bomb. The Germans mm. were working The Russians were our allies in World War II. Correct. Uh, oh, that's right. The Russians were the allies at the time. That's a, I, I don't know enough about It's a complicated story. It is. Did you Have you seen the movie? I have not. No, I want to. I do too. I, I'm I'm interested in it, but I what I hear is it's really good, but it's too long. Yeah, the government had no faith in anyone at Los Alamos. They bugged his house, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. and his wife was also mm-hmm. blackballed and put in that whole hearing of communism and Are you now, not just ever... him, it's him and his wife. And didn't they, at the very least, after he made the bomb, they're like, okay, we're done with you now, and he just you yeah, know, I don't know how no he ended up. If he ended destitute at know. the end of his life, I, I don't have, know. That, I really need to watch the movie or read the book. We but, need to go. Uh, I don't know if it goes into his. Post- a lot of people say, too, that, you know, with the interest in the movie, there was a really good documentary about Oppenheimer. Can't remember the title, mm-hmm. but that might be worth seeking out, too, if you really want to learn the history. Steve, you're talking about Oppenheimer and the Einstein connection to the movie. Go ahead. Hey, guys. P1, big fan. Thank you. Um, in, yeah, Albert Einstein only has, like, maybe three or four scenes, but every time he comes on the screen, he's almost in, like, a different movie. He's very slapstick and physical comedy. Like, he loses his hat, like, three or four times and it's like they're making kind of yeah thing in the movie that's my boy uh, einstein i like tim conway the old shuffling old man yeah what a surprise yeah uh, weird i think i've designed a giant bomb boom, boom, really did you uh <laughs> don't press that button brilliant but clumsy <laughs> did you like it steve you like the movie oh yeah i love the movie i've seen it three times in imax it's it's really good. It's the oh best my. of the year, one of them. That they- oh, okay. Wow. Is the criticism, it's too long, fair? Um, I mean, yeah, the the first two hours are pretty good, and then the last hour kind of drags. But, it, I mean, if you like, like, Sorkin movies, like maybe Social Network, or mm. A Few Good Men, like, the last hour is very courtroom drama. It's it's pretty cool. Well, I do like that. I love you those. You do love those. Do like you that. do. Thank you, Steve. I was offended because I saw a thing online saying if you complain about movie length. Oh. That movie is not meant for you. Oh, don't you intellectually? Dare. Don't you? Oh, I dare. hate it too. I'm with you. I, I like a solid hour and a half movie. Y'all are pa- it, y'all like yeah. baby birds vomit into our mouths. Yes, vomit into my mouth. <laughs> yeah, vomit into my it's mouth like for the Titanic. This, yeah, the Titanic. Oh, you, you can't sit still for three hours. Then, I, then this movie isn't meant for I can you. Sit still for three hours doesn't mean I have to. 
focus and edit is what I would say. I would say almost every movie, everyone, could be 5 to 10% shorter. How about that? Titanic? Ooh, there's not much. I don't know. Titanic. <laughs> no fat? No fat on Titanic. You think so? Um, I've studied Titanic. And I, I mean, he, they cut scenes. I know they did <laughs> it a lot. It was going to be longer. They cut a lot of scenes. I think every scene is fairly necessary. I think they wanted to put an intermission in it at one time. They did. There was an intermission. Yeah. I, oh, there I, was an intermission. Yes, I don't know if I well, watched it with intermission. I had this debate with Ricky up in sales the other day. He was talking about Oppenheimer. You and, debated with him? God, not really. I really, I just thought it. You know, I'm. <laughs> You know how uh, I'm the two hump grump in that meeting, anyway. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And we were talking. The meeting was over, and he was talking about Oppenheimer, and he said, "I think any movie that's over two and a half hours should have an intermission." And I thought, "You said small." <laughs> I just thought that's so stupid. I don't like intermissions. Period. I, I mean, yeah, you lose the flow. You, you lose the flow exactly, and if it just makes it longer, I don't need to sit, stand up and stretch. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. That's great. You totally lose the momentum of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I would never put an intermission in a movie unless it was like six hours long. Yeah. I mean, so when he said that, I was like, that's when I had that thought about him. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's not meant. You to think be. that's the longest movie you've ever watched? Titanic. The, the, the Titanic. Probably. Ten Commandments was long. I haven't seen it. God, I haven't seen that since I was a child. What's the Titanic? Three and a half? Three? Oh, I know. It's got to be it's at a little least over three. three. It's, a, it's a bit over three. Three fifteen? I think I've seen a couple that were three. Titanic's the only movie I believe I've seen in the theater that had an intermission, but ours did. When I saw it, it had Scarface had an intermission. Yeah, you, that's With right. With Pacino. Yes. And but isn't that the truth of a good movie is that it's if it can hold you that long yes. and it is that long and it keeps you captivated, that's a great movie. Oh, I agree. I but don't if it starts problem. dragging at the end, then you're mm-hmm. like, eh. Right. I'm afraid of that. With Take away star. I felt like Oppenheimer would end with the bomb. It does not. It's another hour after that. All right. Joel is on and has an Oppenheimer factoid. Joel, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, I was just going to note that when the United States decided to use the atomic bomb to end the war against Japan, a second motive was to also demonstrate to the Soviet Union what kind of military prowess we had. Uh, I think a lot of people don't notice that, and it really kind of led to the arms race that um, I characterized the Cold War in the 80s. Very interesting. Mm. That's probably true, because mm-hmm. it was soon after that, I guess, we became, uh, instead of allies with the Soviet Union, mm-hmm. we became enemies. Right. And the Cold War, of course, led. That's interesting. Thanks, Joel. Well, FDR wants to drag Russia and Stalin into the war with Japan. They were not in on that. No, right. And then Yalta, he tried to get, FDR tried to get him to say, look, we need help over here. Well. And they denied so took us mm-hmm. a bit of time to get in there too right i mean uh you know we didn't get in until pearl harbor right which uh many people said we should have been involved in the european part of the war as well before we were right right fdr uh clay you're talking about oppenheimer also go ahead yes uh clay i'm, I'm a p1 and uh listen all the time right. and uh he uh my professor in college of physics was dr siegendaller who worked for oppenheimer hmm. and was there at the blast uh, the first blast they did in White Sands. Uh, but at one time he told us that uh, he accidentally dropped a ball of plutonium. And that's it's safe to do that unless it shatters or makes dust. And Oppenheimer was there. Luckily it didn't make any dust or they both have been poisoned. Holy so cow. I accidentally dropped a bowl of plutonium. <laughs> I apologize. Were you having it for breakfast? Boy, you got to really handle that with kids. Do we need the dustbin? Don't bother. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Kelly drove around with an apple on his car. I did all day yesterday. And it didn't break. Two days in a row. <laughs> on your car? When I got out of my car early. It's not the same thing. No, no, no. it's not plutonium. Early on. I'll tell it in a minute. Okay. Let's get Heather, and then I'll tell you what happened. All right. Ta- uh, you're talking about long movies, Heather. Go ahead. 
Yes, hey guys. Um, so I'm obsessed with the Titanic movie. Like, it's my favorite. I have it tattooed on me. Um, and so I researched, like, everything about it. And James Cameron, when he was making his first rough edit, what, uh, the first rough edit was over 24 hours long. Wow. <laughs> Son. Wow, now. I'd have gone to see it. I'd have been there with you seeing it, sister. Bring a blanket. Whoa, 24 hours. Well, they did some good. I think every scene is necessary in Titanic. It was just 21 hours of Kate Winslet having sex. <laughs> Sitting on the couch. Yeah. Being yeah. drawn. Where else can we have sex in this boat? Thank you, Heather. I appreciate it.